Hey there, hockey fans, and welcome to episode two of Bear Tracks. I'm your host, Jesse Liebman, the play-by-play voice of the Orlando Solar Bears. Hopefully, like me, you're continuing to maintain social distancing and washing your hands as we continue to wait for our society to return to normal, or whatever the new normal is going to be once we've gotten through the apex of this coronavirus pandemic that's swept across the world. Uh, Only a few days ago would have marked the opening of both the Stanley Cup playoffs and the Kelly Cup playoffs here in the ECHL. And I got to say, I got to admit, it's a little odd. Uh, In my lifetime, I've witnessed three NHL labor stoppages, but there was still hockey being played elsewhere throughout North America and the rest of the world. The American Hockey League here in the ECHL, you've got European leagues, but other than one or two leagues worldwide, everything has slowed to a stop. Uh, It's come to a grinding halt, and it's a little odd for it to be springtime, and there's no games on television that are live. There's certainly replays, and that's enough to to make you feel warm and fuzzy and nostalgic, but it's still, at the end of the day, not quite the same thing as your team, whether it be the Solar Bears, or if you're an NHL fan and you're a fan of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Orlando's affiliate, or whatever your favorite team happens to be, it is certainly a little odd to not see playoff hockey taking place uh, here in North America. Um, certainly with the ECHL season coming to an end in mid-March, the offseason uh, has come early for us here at the Solar Bears front office. And while we continue to make preparations for the 2020-21 season, we're still making sure that we're delivering content to you on our website, orlandosolarbearshockey.com. But as well on our social media platforms, you can find us at facebook.com slash orlandosolarbears, on Twitter at orlandohockey, and Instagram at solarbearshockey, as we try to keep you informed, but also smiling and laughing at the same time as we make our way through this. Our guest today on Bear Tracks is forward Tyler Bird, who was in his first season with the Solar Bears in the 2019-20 campaign, showcased impressive speed and a nose for the net, and despite a campaign that was periodically interrupted by injury, still contributed on a regular basis, and by what ultimately was the end of the season, had earned, in fact, his first ever call-up to the American Hockey League, joining the Syracuse Crunch on a PTO. Joined now, of course, by Solar Bears forward Tyler Bird. Uh, Tyler, welcome to the Bear Tracks podcast. Thanks, Jesse. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me. Well, it's been a couple of weeks uh, since the ECHL season uh, came to an end with the cancellation. At the time, uh, you had actually left the Solar Bears for a, a professional tryout with the Syracuse Crunch uh, around mid to late February, and had gotten into a couple of games up in the American Hockey League for the first time in your career. Uh, we've spoken with Clint Windsor before on the podcast about what was going on within the, in the locker room here in Orlando. But as far as what was going on up in the American hockey league, what was the attitude like Uh, currently the American hockey league, like the NHL still on pause, not formally canceled, at least not yet. Um, So what was that, that whole process like uh, for yourself and your teammates up in Syracuse uh, back in mid March? Yeah, it was weird. We, uh, we actually had a game the night the uh, NBA was canceled and we got off the ice we just won and we were seeing that the nba was canceled and stuff like that so we kind of figured something the next day was going to happen with the nhl and stuff like that and obviously the trickle down effect um so we went to the rank the next day and kind of like we got we went in there assuming we weren't going to practice and then they told us you know uh the league wants us to go home no practices for right now don't come back tomorrow basically and then like we were kind of just hanging around and waiting to see what happened. And nobody really knew exactly what was happening. But uh, And then they told us, like, yeah, we're suspended for now. Um, at first, they wanted us to just stay in Syracuse. Uh, kind of like the NHL had all their players stay in the one city. So I was there for about – we were there for about a week. And then after that, they told us uh, 
yeah, you could you can go home for the time being. So it was kind of weird. Um, it's a, obviously a, a interesting situation. No, nobody really knew what was happening. So there was just a lot of waiting and kind of kind of assuming that the season was going to get put on pause. But yeah, it was definitely uh, definitely interesting. Well, for you, uh, as we said, signing a PTO with Syracuse back on, on February 23rd, I believe, was the announcement. Uh, and for you, this was your first uh, look to get into some regular season action in the American Hockey League. Uh, this, of course, being your second full season of pro uh, after splitting your rookie year with three teams and then signing in the offseason with Orlando. Uh, how would you assess your overall year uh, both with Orlando and eventually uh, the the small cup of coffee that you were able to have with the the Syracuse Crunch. Yeah, I think it was a really good year. Um, came into camp and it was super competitive. Um, you know, it took me a little bit to get into a game with a concussion out of out of camp, and then uh, just trying to fight for for ice time and stuff like that. But uh, Drake was really good about it, and uh, you know, I knew if I kept working, I would get an opportunity, and then uh, eventually did. Um, had another injury kind of set me back a little bit, but then I, after that one, I kind of solidified myself in the lineup and, um, I think I just played the, played the way I know I can and played the right way to our systems and, uh, eventually kind of just kept earning more ice time. And then, uh, as the season went on, I was really excited, obviously to get that, uh, get that call up and that opportunity. And it was a great experience up there. And I think it'll definitely help, uh, for this coming season, uh, just with my confidence and overall game. Um, so I think uh, over, overall it was, a, it was a really good success, and I really loved uh, playing in Orlando. 11 points in 34 games with the Solar Bears. Uh, you chipped in two assists uh, in five games. Uh, your first career AHL assist coming in a game winner over Rochester uh, in, in just your third AHL game with the Crunch. Uh, Production-wise, do you feel, obviously you talked about some of the injuries uh, that you encountered and dealt with this season. Production-wise, do you feel that your level of play and your level of production was was consistent this year, or did it take you to get uh, some time to get your legs under you? Yeah, I think anytime you're coming back from an injury, it just uh, it's going to take some time to kind of get that consistent point production. I think the numbers don't really show – you know, my offensive opportunities all the time. I think you could ask the coaches and they'd tell you I, I was uh, produced a little more than, than what it really shows. And I think, um, you know, that's definitely something I'm going to work on this off season is just continue to, you know, uh, improve my offensive play and that finishing ability around the net. And I think that's really going to help me take it to the next level, um, both for myself and for the team. Who would you say uh, of your teammates on the Solar Bears this year who you spent the most time with, uh, who really impressed you this year in terms of their their performance or, or their level of play or their their commitment? Yeah, there was a lot of uh, – well, obviously a lot of good players on the team. Um, you know, look at a guy like Ole, Trevor Olsen, who just kind of brings it every single night, um, just a great leader in the room, and he, he produces kind of all over the ice, and I kind of – we try to, I guess, play a similar game a little bit. He might be a little more physical, but in the way that we're both, you know, 200-foot players and can uh, help on both ends. Uh, Clint, obviously, was uh, was great in net, um, kind of the backbone of the team, I would say. Um, Jake Kugler is another guy I looked at, came in in November, wasn't there at the start of the season, but then uh, really got hot towards the end there and became a big uh, point producer. Um, and then we had a lot of good defensemen as well, uh, you know, Kevin Lohan and Kukali on the back end where we're both steady all year and kind of the guys you could rely on uh, defensively. And then, you know, Donaghy and, and Brodsey 
um, great offensively on our power play and stuff like that. So, I mean, I could go through the whole team, honestly. There's, we had, a, I thought we had a really good uh, combination of skill and size and speed and stuff. So I think it was a, it was a pretty good makeup. At the time of the cancellation on, on in mid-March, the Solar Bears were in a, a three-team race for the final two playoff spots in the ECHL South Division. Uh, how tantalizing was it prior to the cancellation of being able to come back to Orlando for any part of time and join the team for that playoff run, uh, which ultimately would come to an end as the season was wiped out altogether? Yeah, I was uh, I was watching every game, you know, or watching up with the standings and stuff like that, and I knew we were right there, and uh, I was obviously excited to be up in Syracuse and you know keep any more opportunity up there. It wasn't you, you never know how long you're going to be up there, but I knew probably at some point I would get sent back down, and I was and I was definitely looking forward to that and and helping the uh, helping the boys get into a, a playoff spot. I felt I felt really good about it. Um, you know, even even though we were kind of out of it right there by a point or two, I felt really good that we were going to make a good push at the end and, and slip in there for that third or fourth seed. So for, for you, Tyler, as we said, uh, you got a, a chance to play into a couple of games with the Syracuse Crunch of the American Hockey League. Uh, and, and anytime you get that that first call up, that's always got to be an enjoyable moment. But sometimes the, the stories of how you find out vary. So in, in your case, how did you find out that you were getting called up? Yeah, ours was, ours was kind of funny, I thought. Um, we had played in Atlanta and then on Friday and then drove through the night into Jacksonville. So I was sleeping. I think uh, Drake tried to call my phone a few times and I was pretty tired, so I just slept through it. And then he actually called the uh, hotel phone and uh, Clint picked up my roommate on the road. He picked up and uh, he's like, oh, it's Draker. And I, I thought for sure I was getting traded or something like that. And then I, he was like, hey, uh, Syracuse is calling you up. They want you to get on a plane today and meet them meet them in Syracuse. So uh, it was pretty uh, pretty surreal. I was like basically half out of it. I had just woken up two minutes ago, so I, I couldn't even really process it at the time. But uh, <laughs> after I kind of woke up and showered, I was like, oh, wow, this is pretty cool, pretty exciting. So um, it was pretty awesome. Well, as you were able to get into a couple of games, what what in, ch- impressed you the most of, about the 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 change of pace from the ECHL to the AHL, or was did you notice a difference at all? Yeah, there's definitely a good a, a good difference. Uh, you know, I would say that the pace of play is just a lot faster. Uh, I like to think I have pretty good speed myself, but in terms of just guys making plays and uh, it's a lot quicker on the ice. You have a lot less time, kind of, and you got to you know know what you're doing with the puck before you get it. I would say. Um, I think as the games went on, I adjusted to that pace more and more. You know, through practices too and stuff like that, and uh, you know they can really snap it around up there. So uh, it was definitely fun to watch and, and be a part of. Having played most of the season in Orlando, Tyler. Uh, and certainly we, we talked about you missing some time due to injury, but in the games that you were able to get into and from what you observed on the nights when, when you weren't in the lineup, uh, what were some of the strengths uh, that you saw of this Orlando team as it was making a push for the playoffs down the stretch? Yeah, I think when we when we played and stuck to our systems, or we were pretty hard to beat. We didn't give up a lot, and uh, we were heavy and we were pretty physical and, and had a lot of speed on the team. And then when we kind of stick to those systems and we kind of let the skill take over and uh, and we could we could finish teams pretty well. So 
um, we were doing the right things, playing the way we needed to play, then uh, I thought that we we were pretty tough to beat. We could go up with anyone in the league. Um, so it was just kind of a matter of finding that consistency throughout the year. Um, and when you saw it, it was uh, it was pretty hard to beat, I think. So we're about a month into the quarantining, the cancellation of the ECHL season, closing in on, on close to a month at this time. Uh, so what have you been doing lately over the last few weeks since since you went home and, and the players in Syracuse were told that they were free to head home? What have you been up to? Where is home for you these days? I know you were born and raised in Massachusetts. Are you back uh, in the Bay State or where where are you currently located? Yeah, I'm back in Massachusetts right now. Um, kind of not doing much, obviously. There's not much anyone can do. Uh, I took a, a week or two off just to kind of let my body relax a little bit from the season and Getting back into my workouts here at my house. Uh, I have a gym, luckily, which makes things a little easier, obviously, during this time. Uh, getting back into that, hanging out, a lot of Netflix, trying to read as much as I can. But, uh, yeah, not much uh, not much really going on, unfortunately. So just kind of chilling and, and hoping this uh, quarantine uh, ends in a month or two or whatever it may be. But just hanging out, yeah. Well, you're a guy that, that got your start. My understanding is you didn't really have anyone in your family who played hockey growing up to introduce you to the sport. You got your start playing roller hockey and then gradually made the transition to ice. Are you getting out uh, on the inline skates at all and getting outside, or, or how are you you sticking with your on-ice, off-ice training for, for next season in preparation for that? Yeah, I haven't yet, but you know the way we're headed, I might have to buy a pair and, uh, and start doing that. But no... Uh... Kind of just sticking to the weights right now in the weight room and rehabbing, you know, different little injuries I've had throughout the year and kind of taking it slow. You know, there's a, this is obviously a lot longer off season than we're used to, so there's no real rush to get back into it. Uh, you know, I just want to make sure my body's feeling good going into camp next year and stuff like that. So taking it slow right now and then uh, kind of ramp up as the, mo- the months go on. So for uh, I hope you can humor me a little bit. Uh, uh, the ECHL with the the season coming to an end, uh, introducing or, or rather announcing some of their their postseason awards over the last week or so. All rookie team, all ECHL first team, second team. Unfortunately, no notable, no noticeable uh, appearances from any members of the Solar Bears this year. It was certainly a very stacked field in gold in in the goal position, I thought Clint Windsor probably would at least garner some consideration for uh, the all rookie team position in goal, but ultimately beaten out by Billy Christopoulos of Toledo. Uh, any names that jump out to you from the all rookie team or the all first team or second team uh, we have uh, for the all ECHL second team, Parker Milner for South Carolina, Eric Knodel with Redding, Miles Liberati with Tulsa, Brady Ferguson with Newfoundland, Tim McGauley in Utah and Jesse Schultz in Cincinnati. Uh, for the first team, Thomas Scholl with Idaho, Alex Breton and Logan Rowe uh, with the Allen Americans and Florida Everblades on defense, Josh Kessner with Toledo, Tyler Sheehy with the Allen Americans, and David Valerani with the Brampton Beast. Any of those names jump out to you uh, that you can comment on some of the players that might have had some pretty successful years? And who, who do you think would maybe garner each position for the Solar Bears? Uh, who was probably best forward in your mind, best defense, defenseman, and best goaltender? Yeah, uh, well, we played against Milner a lot in South Carolina. Uh, obviously, had a really good, um, a really good team, which I think always helps a goalie. But he was when he was in that, it was really hard to beat. He plays well and doesn't doesn't give up a lot of uh, easy goals. Um, I was actually Logan Rowe from Florida was actually up in Syracuse, also on a PTO with me. 
Um, and he was there while I was there. So I got to watch him play at that level as well. And I thought he was a really good player, just a steady defenseman, um, and obviously produces a lot at the uh, UCHL level. Um, I think, obviously, for goalie, I think Clint definitely could have been in there. I guess it's kind of just pick whoever at that point when you're up there with Milner and those other guys. So, um, I mean, if you ask me, I think he should have been uh, all UCHL, either second or first team. So I'd say he definitely would take the uh, goalie award from there. Um, for defense for us, it's it's hard to say. It's kind of uh, whichever way you want to choose. If we're looking at offensive defense, I think you ought to go with uh, Brodzinski. He was he was good for us all year, and he's just when he's got the puck, it's just fun to watch. You know, he's uh, not a lot of guys have that kind of skill at this level. Um, I thought Kevin Lohan too uh, defensively was just a shutdown guy. When you're out there, you feel safe with him. Um, and then on forward, there's definitely a few guys that you could choose. Um, you know, obviously Trevor Olson, like I said, produces all over the ice and has a lot of points, but also is, a, you know, an energy guy or Chris LeBlanc, same thing, 200 foot player that can produce at both ends. Um, or a guy like, uh, Tristan Langan. He, uh, obviously up in San Jose a little bit with their, uh, affiliate, but, um, I thought he had a really good year, uh, offensively is one of our top guys, I think points-wise, so um, one of those three I'd probably say for forward of the year. Perfect. And you talked about uh, you've been watching a lot of Netflix and reading a little bit since you've been home, so what's what's the latest thing that you've had in your Netflix queue, or what do you have lined up next, and uh, what, what books have you been getting into lately? Um, I just finished up uh, the show Ozarks. Um, they came out with a new season, like, uh, maybe a week ago now, and I finished it in like three days. So <laughs> I'm looking for any other new show, kind of just cruise around looking for movies and stuff like that. So if anyone has any good uh, recommendations, that'd be great. But yeah, that was a really good, uh, a really good show that I've, uh, I watched the past few seasons. And That's got Jake Bateman in it, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it does. He's uh, he's unreal in it. So it's a pretty cool show. And then for books, I'm kind of – I'm a big crime guy. I don't really read, like, nonfiction stuff. So anything fiction really is uh, what I try to stick to. So you're a big, like, John Grisham guy then, I'm guessing. Yeah, actually, I definitely just read a book from him. I'm forgetting the title, but that's – uh, yeah, that's those kind of books. Excellent, excellent. Well, uh, as you continue on with your, your summer off-season mode training, uh, trying to continue along with that rehab, as you gear up for what would ultimately be your third pro season, uh, ECHL signing can't officially open until June 16th, regardless of whether you are back in Orlando or elsewhere for the, the coming season. Uh, how would you sum up overall the experience of playing in Orlando? Uh, and What are you doing uh, and what is your main focus as you prepare for year three of your pro career? Yeah, Orlando is by far and away, I think, the best place I've played here in the league. I mean, I've, you know, four teams in two years is kind of probably more than most. So I've, I've seen a little bit of it all. And I've played in, you know, three of the divisions now. Um, so just everything from the facilities to the coaches uh, to the ownership and stuff like that is unbelievable. Um, you know, it's a top-notch program. And it, it, does, it definitely doesn't feel like you're in the ECHL, right? It feels like you're in a an even higher level. So it's a... Uh, I can't speak enough about the organization. It's been a, it was an unbelievable experience. And I, I definitely hope to be back. So hopefully everything works out there. And as far as next year with uh, the, the programs that you're trying to put yourself into, obviously we know you're, you're a, a bit of a gym freak uh, when it comes to, to maintaining that high, high physical edge and optimal performance. Uh, but what are maybe going to be some of the areas of your game that, that you want to improve upon heading into next season? 
Yeah, I think every year I just uh, a big focus for me is what keep continue to work on my explosiveness and uh, you know I, I try to play with a lot of speed, so that's a big part of my game. And then continue to get stronger and and uh, my lower body and stuff like that. And uh, but while staying agile and stuff, and I think uh, I always try to put on a little weight in the off season because you seem to lose it during as the year goes on. And then on the ice, uh, you know, I think for a big thing for me to take it to the next level is just continue to work on that finishing ability around the net. Um, you know, there would be games where I'd have a lot of chances, but nothing to show for it. So um, I think that's going to be a big, big part of my offseason to continue to work on that. And uh, hopefully it shows next year. Finally, Tyler, I uh, want to use this opportunity to uh, promote the the ECHL PHPA Player Relief Fund. That certainly, uh, with the the season canceled and coming to a premature end back in mid March, uh, certainly putting some, uh, if most, if not all, of the players in the ECHL in, in a tight spot financially. Uh, so go to ECHL.com/slash/COVID19 Relief Fund. Uh, over two hundred thirty thousand dollars uh, raised of the target seven hundred fifty thousand. Uh, what conversations have you had with uh, your fellow teammates and players from around the rest of the ECHL who you might be particularly close with? Uh, how how would you assess the overall the overall feeling from yourself and your peers uh, as you guys are, are trying to navigate your way through this? Yeah, I think it's a difficult time because you know it's not just us going through it. You know, every, literally everyone is so. I think it's tough, but uh, it's good to see that something's being done about it. And, uh, you know, the player representatives, Alexander Kukali as ours, have done a great job, you know, getting on top of it and trying to get some something out of this uh, this player fund. Um, there's been a lot of support from the hockey community, which has been really helpful. So hopefully we can, you know, continue to raise that money and um, help a lot of guys out, definitely. Tyler, thanks for joining us. Hopefully we're able to see you again sometime in the future. Uh, Best of luck, though, on your hockey career. And again, thank you for joining us for this interview on Bear Tracks. Thanks, Jesse. Appreciate it. And a big thanks once again to Tyler Bird for joining us on this week's episode of Bear Tracks. It's going to be a couple of weeks before the ECHL schedule itself concludes for full off-season mode. We've got to wait until June until protected lists begin to get submitted, season-ending rosters and future considerations trades completed, and then ultimately June 16th. That's the big day to look forward to and circle on your calendar for the offseason if you're a Solar Bears fan or a fan of the ECHL in general. June 16th is the day that teams can officially start to sign players, submit those contracts into the ECHL league office for approval from the Hockey Operations Department, and then begin to announce some offseason signings. So still got quite a ways to go ahead of that, but nevertheless, join us for another episode next week. We'll hope to deliver another interview with a Solar Bears player for that upcoming episode. Try to keep you entertained keep you in the know of what's going on around the ECHL, around the Solar Bears and the rest of the hockey world. Keep things light. Hopefully we'll have some fun. We we look forward for you to tune in and join us next week as well. We thank you for tuning in today. Of course, again, a reminder, the ECHL PHPA Player Relief Fund for COVID-19. Visit ECHL.com slash COVID-19 Relief Fund uh, to, if you wish to, uh, contribute to that player relief fund uh, with a number of ECHL players uh, suffering some financial hardship, of course, from the cancellation of the 2019-20 season. They certainly will be appreciative of your contributions. A big thanks again to Tyler Bird for joining us. Again, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Orlando Solar Bears, at Orlando Hockey on Twitter, at Solar Bears Hockey 
on Instagram to keep up with all the latest news and info about your Orlando Solar Bears. Once again, I have been your host, Jesse Liebman, play-by-play voice of the Orlando Solar Bears, and this has been Episode 2 of Bear Tracks. We'll catch you next week.